0: One, two,
1: three, do it. Oh, <laughs>
2: Alright, 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 alright. As Matthew McConaughey would say, alright, alright, alright. We're back for another edition of Scolders Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Brownmarker. With me, as always, Mike Mike Anderson. How are you doing today, Mike?
0: Well, I'm in studio, so I am. In the
2: studio, in person! COVID be damned!
0: We're here. I am doing well. Good to hear it, Mike. Much thanks to the four finger scotch, I just. Took down and
2: and what, what do you do?
0: That's a 9% double dry hop from... Uh, what's, it,
2: what's it called there?
0: Uh, Blissful Ignorance. From, from
2: Lupulin is, uh, Brewing?
0: Lupulin Brewing, one of my favorite breweries in the uh, great state of Minnesota. Coming in from Big Lake. I mean,
2: I, I might be overstepping my balance here, but I think they're a friend of the show.
0: Uh, great, yeah, definitely a friend great of Great friend show, of the show,
2: so. so go check them out. Um, I, I, myself, am having a um, hearty gin and tonic with some, with some lime from uh, a... Questionably not, procured glass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Vikings etched glass. I want you put those two together. Yeah. Um, but, Mike. We'll leave it there. Mike. 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 Bi-week buzz 2.0, buddy.
0: Bi-week buzzed.
2: I mean, and if the Vikings need a bi-week buzz right now, I think it's it's right now. This Oh, is, God. Mike, this is not going well. This you were is, right. This,
0: you know, I... Were I, you wondering how long it was going to take to get into the show for me to say that?
2: Well, you know, I, I figured if you didn't say it, at least you would know it in your yeah, heart of hearts. Yeah. So, um, and I hate to be right about that, I because I, you know this team is—I think it's got a lot of talent, but you know this this year it's just—it's not going well for us. No, we're not putting not. it together. We're we're now one and five. And uh, I mean, if if we were in the NFC East, we might have a shot, but we're not. We're in the NFC North yeah. with the Bears yeah. and the Packers, who are both, you know, crushing it, and we just got crushed by a five. For an zero five Atlanta team, yeah, four to twenty three, and it wasn't that close. No, um, no. So, yeah, um, I think a lot of people, or some people, probably were like, well, "We've we've overcome an zero and twenty halftime score before."
0: We had Denver right last yeah. year. Yeah. What was that? Twenty four nothing, twenty three nothing, something like that. I think it was twenty to nothing. Was it actually? I think okay, it was yeah, exact, yeah.
2: exactly twenty to nothing. I think it ended up 20, 23 to nothing or 28-23, whatever it was. But,
0: oh, Mike, Mike, Mike. Well, you know, before we get into this travesty of a game, do we need to give a little background information for new listeners of podcast about what, what Bi-Week Buzz is, bi Buzz? Well, sure,
2: let's okay, break it down for them, Mike. What is, what is Bi-Week Buzz?
0: So last year, uh, as we became, uh, you know, basically contributes to Daily Norseman, um, you know, saw the viewership grow. We, we kind mm-hmm. of uh, – I forget when the bye week was last week. Was, was it a little later? I'm pulling
2: it up. I'm pulling it up.
0: But I think the Vikings were in an okay spot. Uh, and essentially, you know, rather than the typical show, we cover
2: the, – The Vikings last year had just come off that that victory against the the Broncos – Okay, yeah, so we we're, literally we just came off that that game. Okay, we were eight and three at the buy, which is by week twelve. Okay, um, let me just double check the halftime score because I know it's. Oh well, yeah, you're already there. there. Going be questions. I mean, on you might here. as well. Um, we got to scroll over in this box because it's pro football. It's
0: bye week buzz. We need to make sure everything is hundred percent accurate yeah. on this show. Um, yeah, twenty to zero. So 20, same day That said, 20 is to impressive.
2: Zero. And then we held them to only three points, and we scored twenty eight, I believe. 27. I think we went for two in there for some reason, but yeah, anyway, no, regardless, uh, not, math checks. Not out. super important because this team is not 2019 Vikings.
0: Okay, so we, we were eight and three coming into eight by and week, three. and basically we were having some fun with it. Team's good, right? Your five games yep. over 500. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to throw out a poll, and said, "Hey, what would you like us to do this week in the podcast?" And one of the options was Getting basically slushed. get uh, have have a few drinks, have, have few a few beverages. foods, you know um and then talk about whatever and uh we did that and it, i think it's our most popular show to date i would recommend going back and listening to it because exactly. you know what? right now there's not a hell of a lot the, of... the current the current girlfriend
2: of mine has listened to it that was the first interjection of her for the Scorpio yeah, podcast it's... and you know it's i i wouldn't say start with that one but you no. did, that's 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 required listening i think if you're, you're a fan of the yeah, show, if you're fan of the show i think bi week buzz i think you just search daily Norsen bi week buzz and i think you have to yeah. listen to all of them
0: I think, I think they're just quality shows, it's quality entertainment. We, we get buzzed and we have a good time. So honestly, we, we figured we might as well continue it this year. And quite frankly, the way the team is at 1-5, this might be the general theme of the show going forward. You know, I, I, I thought <laughs> I mean, about you know, that.
2: might as well be drinking with this team, yeah. right? Am I right, Mike? Oh, um, God. So, I mean, that's by week buzz. Um, fun fact, last year, coming out of the bye, we played Seattle. So... Kind of reverser because we played Seattle two weeks ago and then we, yeah. we were playing. And, you know, I was, I probably picked picked us to win it versus Seattle that game and we didn't do you it. did. And then, oh, of course they did. I, I think I picked them yeah. the last three years, but, you know, oh. here we are. Um, so
0: Well, you can pick them next year and probably the year after I can, that. I mean, I can. I'm assuming we'll we, go, we to se- go to Seattle every year, so. No,
2: okay, no. In fact, in fact, if <laughs> we, No, we don't need to get you down this fact, road, no, no, okay? No, no, we're right there. We're right there, <laughs> Mike. Okay. So, in fact, if we do end up playing them, um, so next year is our rotation. Well, we could still get them this
0: year in the playoffs. As a 7 seed in at the one. In the playoffs, yeah. yeah, we're not going to get that. The two, so I let's guess. Be fair. That, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so um, we do play them on rotation next year. So the NFL schedules on rotation. So we do play the NFC West the entire NFC West next year. We play them at home. Okay. So we get that game if we have now the whole now, side
0: question. The whole everyone in the West will be at home. No, it's two and two. Two and so two, but how? So, but you know, Seattle is is one of them because what it does
2: is it rotates right? So every time you play the NFC West, it flips. So,
0: so who is the other? Do you know offhand if it's uh, Arizona or or San Fran or? I
2: believe it's Arizona we play at home because San Fran we played at home. We played at a home a couple last, years ago. Yeah, we opened um, the
0: season last year, right?
2: Two years ago, I believe. Two years ago, yeah, two or three yeah. years ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. This this upcoming 2021 season, we will play 100% Seattle at home.
0: Last year, I think we opened at San Fran. Or, San Fran came here know, to open the season last was year. I two years ago. I think it was last year. I thought it was 2018. This was Jimmy G. I
2: thought it was 2018. Anyway, regardless, let's, we'll look it up in a second. Or should we look it up now? Let's up. look it up now. It's What's five-week it? buzz. five-week buzz. I mean, what are you going to do? Okay, previous season. Right, do we
0: got? I what are we um, I think San Fran was game you're one.
2: Right, you're right. Game
0: yeah. one. 20, God,
2: 2018. Yes, point me. No, 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 that wasn't last season. It was 2018. I was right. 2018, game one.
0: What was
2: 2019? 2019,
0: week one, was um, Atlanta. Atlanta.
2: Yeah. Where we where we're we're just lost. <laughs> now we come full circle. Oh, my oh, geez. Okay. But, okay, so next year. Next year, we will 100% play Seattle at home at Historic U.S. Bank Stadium. All right. Okay? Okay. With no. or without
0: fans, no. we don't know. But
2: In the event that we finish in the same place in division as Seattle does in 2021, we will play them again at home at U.S. Bank Stadium in 2022. Okay. Should we finish in the same place again in 2022 against Seattle versus Seattle, we will play them again in 2023 at historic U.S. Bank Stadium. So
0: potentially three straight home games against Seattle.
2: Potentially. If we end up matching the same place division finisher as them. Okay. In 2021 and 2022. that's how the scheduling thing works. If you want to see it, just put it in the comments. I can throw up yeah. the Google documents that I have. I have it stretching out. It, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful document. Yeah, because the season ends
0: up going out uh, close to like 10 years, right? Or something?
2: No, it's just rotation. So basically what you do is you play each AFC division on rotation. So every four years you play that. And then every eight years you're at home against one of those guys. Sure. <laughs> and vice versa with... The NFC, you play each other division on a six year rotate or three year rotating schedule, and every six years you play said divisions at home. Sure. And then when it's not that, when it's at f- same place finisher for the other two NFC divisions you don't play, Yeah. those end up being double stacked and then they flip after sure. you play that division. Okay. So it, okay. it's semi complex, but it's, it's really not once you understand what's yeah. going on. So all I'm saying is this in the regular season, over the next three years, I will guarantee you, we will not be playing Seattle at Seattle right. in the next three years, one hundred percent.
0: Which is is uh, music to the ears for for a lot of us, right? Right. And, so and, uh, just
2: yeah. you know, rest assured, we got that covered. You don't need to worry about it.
0: <sighs> all right, perfect.
2: We're nine and a half minutes in, Mike, and we haven't even we haven't even touched anything. But, all right, all
0: right. I okay. have a, Yeah. It, well, let's let's just. Briefly, Vikings lose to Atlanta, forty to twenty-three. We're down twenty to zero at halftime. Um, Vikings end up scoring uh, something like sixteen-ish points, I think, in the fourth quarter to well, let's look make it a little bit closer. But a fair amount of garbage time. I know we had two. T- I think we had two scores uh, in the fourth.
2: We did indeed. The end of the score for third quarter is thirty to seven. We were not in this game. Yeah. Um,
0: so up it,
2: until four minutes left, up until four minutes left, this game was 33-7. to seven. Yeah. This game was done.
0: No, game was over. It was a blowout. Atlanta, and, and we talked about how Atlanta with a new coach, um, how you were going to expect the team to come in with a right. little bit of energy, right. and, and granted, listen, I've never been the person that's like, well, they're not that bad of an 0-5 team, you know, mm-hmm. but... Look at—they did have a couple of massive leads in games. In reality, this should have been yeah, this, 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 should, this been two, should have been a three-two team, whatever. Should and be and it's beside the point because Minnesota still comes out with a terrible effort. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get to the things that were going wrong, going right, whatever. Right, but right. Um, at the end of the day, at home, you give a terrible performance. You're one in five heading into the bye. Even I'm saying, and you're saying. Uh you know I've been a little bit more optimistic this year than you. Uh historically you've been more optimistic than me but regardless both of us are saying there's basically no chance for the playoffs even in a year where you're adding the team. In reality you're going to have to go 9 and uh or, sorry 8 and 2 to end the year to to, is, have you know, a, to have it to have a chip in fine. chair right. But I'm just throwing out a number. Yeah. 8 and 2 to get yourself to 9 and 7 to have a shot at the playoffs. So um. Yes, you can. You can say, "Well, like we we started six, 0 that one year, and then we ended up finishing whatever." Y- you're right.
2: Listen, listen, it's, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. You know, the COVID. Vikings, the Vikings could pull the season ten and zero and end up eleven and five. Right. and end up with a with a f- fifth or sixth seed.
0: Essentially, no hopes for the playoffs. And to make matters worse, I believe there are ten teams with one win or less currently in the NFL. So. For those of you hoping that we're going to finish with a really high draft pick, there's a lot of shitty teams in the NFL right now. So, right. So,
2: so realistically, <laughs> realistically, if you want to think of this straightforward till next year, you're probably looking at maybe somewhere in the eight to twelve range of your draft pick. I would agree with that. Yeah, which honestly isn't isn't crazy bad,
0: but it's what, not going to get you one of the three quarterbacks that everyone loves. If, in if your goals for that quarterback, Deals, you're going to be training. Lawrence, yeah, Lance.
2: If your goal is that quarterback, you're going to be trading up for that. Now, obviously, we've seen Rick, you know, move up and down the draft, and it looks like next year we're going to get, we're projecting either a fourth, a sixth, and a seventh round comp pick. That's good because we
0: traded a second pick for nothing at this point. Right,
2: but the other thing is we have the fourth from Buffalo, we have a fourth from the Ravens, we have a fourth from Chicago, or fifth from Chicago, I believe. So we have a couple extra assets that we can throw out, and we can refill the well a little bit, right? Um, So... It's not out of the realm of possibility that we could trade up in the top five and get one of these quarterbacks. And I think as and I
0: think we're going to get uh, we're going to kind of end this podcast. Where do we go from here? We're going to we're going to touch on some of those objects, but um,
2: but, but but to think we're going to end up with a, a tank for Trevor and we're going to end up with the top two pick, I, I don't think that's possible because the offense is functioning really well right now, and that's going to win you a couple of games just outright. Because there's going to be some teams that are going to be just bad enough where you're going to outscore them. And it's just going to be a boat race.
0: So so let's let's do this. Let's look at, before we kind of talk about coming out of the bye, um, Minnesota goes to Green Bay. Uh, obviously a, a huge game regardless of the records for both teams. Before we get into
2: that, can we talk about how bad the NFC East is?
0: Yeah, we can yeah, We can now do that anytime, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: let's do that right now because
0: I... NFC every, East, we'd be in the thick of it.
2: This, I think the 7th seed is a 4-2 and two team, I believe, right now. And the NFC East... Winner, which is the number four seed, is two and four right now. The Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, Tampa is probably. Tampa's four and two. And and are they are they leading that division, or are they the seventh seed? So
2: so here's here's what it is. So the NFC um, number one, I think, is Seattle. Technically, number two is Chicago at five and one. Number three is Tampa Bay at four and two. Number four is Dallas at two and four. Number five would be Green Bay at four and one. Number six is Arizona at four and two, I believe, and number seven would be the Rams at at four and two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's like, why don't they just receive this thing? I don't understand. It's it's so dumb. Like. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly wouldn't okay. be surprised if a six and ten team out of the NFC East makes the damn playoffs, and that's that's a travesty. But. Yeah. I,
0: whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Different podcast. Anyway. It's not. We don't care at anyway, this point. We maybe really maybe don't trade care.
2: maybe trade Kirk to Dallas
0: for Dak. I've been saying that for multiple shows back in the. Anyways, um, podcast, yes, it's an absolute travesty. It is what it is, though. Uh, speaking of travesties, you have Minnesota. Uh, you know, but before we get into Green Bay and and what is you know probably the game that most of us, if we're going to win one more the rest of the way, we want that one. But let's talk about. Let's go optimistic. Let's say uh, what is going right right now for the Minnesota Vikings? What where are the bright spots right now for Minnesota? Minnesota.
2: Well, I think right now, I mean, I think your first point here, Justin Jefferson. I think you have to be ecstatic about this. This, this I mean, yeah. Everything you see from this kid is is special. He, he understands what he's doing. He's and so I put this out on Twitter the other day. If you don't follow me, you know, at mock Seven, give it a follow at Musky underscore Mike for for Mike over here, but. Um, I put out the other day, the thing that separates good and great receivers from elite is deceleration. And there's a, a bunch of clips yeah, where you can see that. him just just stuttering and slowing down on an instant and then making his cut, and just the DB doesn't know what to do with it. And that's the thing that Diggs excelled at, and I think Adam Thielen has flashes of that, but Diggs really excelled at that, and we got that in Justin Jefferson. He's a rookie, yeah. and he is just blowing up on the scene. I think his yards per uh, reception is like Number 13 one. or something like that. Well, it
0: was... It might be because yeah, it was it was it, close it, to it, twenty it's, coming it's in high. this week and
2: it, 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 like he's fifth in total yards, but he's like got twenty less receptions than yeah. some of these guys. So um, this kid is special, I and I think good. he's he's a huge bright spot going forward. Um, especially when you're talking about bringing in a different quarterback, you you give that quarterback you give that quarterback Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen, who can catch anything thrown his way, and Justin Jefferson, just that package right there, that's a great starting right. offense right there. Without even going to
0: Irv Smith. Right, without right. even going to Irv yeah. Smith,
2: and if Kyle Rudolph is still there, I mean, like, there is great offensive talent on this team, and I think Justin Jefferson is an absolute home run, and here's the thing, that, that dig straight to Buffalo ended up working out pretty damn good for both teams, because he's doing some great things in Buffalo, and the. The guy we replaced him with with that pick, Justin Jefferson, is doing some great things for Minnesota. So I think you look at that trade, that is a beautiful trade for both sides. We have some extra picks that we can get leveraged in the future for that. But Justin Jefferson, I mean, if you're not on this guy's hype train yet, get on it because this kid is going to be special. He has a chance to potentially unseat like a Randy Moss in in this franchise's history as is, is that caliber of player. So, and it's, it's fitting that he's wearing number 18, Randy Moss's rookie year number. Um, I, I think I think this kid has just got special written all over him, and I'm excited to see this kid develop under under the purple and, and, and gold banner.
0: And, and I think that's, you know, I, I'd like to stay here for a moment. How, you know, when you talk about how excited should you be, because, you know, pro football focus, um, it's a, a grading system that we've talked about pros and cons, I think both of us actually tend to lean towards we – we enjoy those gradings. We we right. value them. Um, believe he's the number one rated receiver right now in the NFL.
2: Which is crazy um, for a rookie.
0: Crazy for a rookie. Um, I think you're right. He was leading the, the the yards per catch, and I think this week he had what nine for one sixty six.
2: Yeah. Um, so Another
0: insane game. So it massive game. The deceleration. Um, and then you, you know you look at um, you look at some of the guys here, also at Daly Norseman, that have been have been tweeting out. Uh, some of the views of Jefferson on plays that don't go his way, where maybe Cousins doesn't have the time, and he's wide open. Yeah. right? And, and, and everyone's going, Stephon Diggs, right? And, and I'm with you, because Diggs was the same way. What did I say? year Week in, week out last year. Diggs, Diggs was open was on every play, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jefferson is open on every play. So I think it's incredibly exciting to have a talent here. This is the guy, as you know, if you've listened to the show, that I wanted. The number one player, number one target I mm-hmm. had coming to this draft. But Throwing out a Moss name, throwing it. Uh, how excited can, how excited should we get, and how excited can we get right now for this player?
2: Here's here's the thing where you got to temper that a little bit, right? I mean, I think if you pair this kid with with a quarterback that is able to throw to him and get get him the ball when he's open as much as he is, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. That's how that's so special. I think this kid is. The problem is, we don't have a Dante Culpepper waiting in the wings, ready to go. We don't have a Dante Culpepper that we're drafting um, that can chuck the ball up for this kid. You know, you look at Randy Moss, he explored on the scene, and he had um, Randall Cunningham that could throw the ball good enough, right, and get it to him. And then you, then you go immediately into Culpepper, who's got just a cannon for an arm. The issue is going to be... What quarterback can you pair this kid with, and is that quarterback going to be able to survive behind this suspect offensive line of the Vikings? And I think that's what's going to be the hindrance for Justin Jefferson going forward. So if we can't figure out those two elements in the next two, three years, this kid is going to suffer. And it's going to be a shame for the entire league because this kid's got it. He's got that X factor that he knows where to be, and he knows the moves to make to juke out the cornerbacks. This kid's got it. This kid's special.
0: Well, and I think that the way this season is going, right, unfortunately it appears we might be playing from behind relatively often. Um, And and garbage time is one thing, whatnot, however you want to view it. But he's going to have one of the best rookie seasons as a wide Mm -hmm. receiver of all time.
2: Absolutely.
0: Now, obviously Randy Moss is uh, kind of the pinnacle of that rookie season. I think he ended up having, what, like, 13, 17 touchdowns, something absurd. Um, it was like sixty-eight for one, 1,300 yards and seventeen touchdowns. I'm just his his touchdowns are a lot.
2: absolutely insane. Randy Moss is, yeah. Because if you look at what is projected, like I think Justin Jefferson was projected for like nine touchdowns, and Randy Moss had like seventeen. Yeah, I believe the, the tweet was that I saw. I was like, that is absolutely insane for Moss. So I don't think we're quite going to get that far no. in the touchdowns, but I think the receptions, the yards. I think just basically what we see from the kid, like, <clears throat> and part of that tweet that I put out there is, like, what, se- what separates good from great um, receivers is a deceleration, but it also doesn't hurt to be the fastest MFR on the damn field. Yeah. And that's what Justin Jefferson is a lot of the time. He's the fastest guy on the field, and he can burn you. Yeah. We've seen that. So um, I, think, I think we knocked that one out of the park, and – Clearly, if you if you've seen the video of the draft rooms of the Vikings in this past draft, when he was still there at twenty two, they were like ecstatic because well, this four, f- you
0: had four receivers go in front of him. Um, oh. I think you can I think you can say listen, Dallas is happy about the C D Lamb pick.
2: Absolutely, they're not
0: they're not regretting that. No. But I I you gotta imagine that in Rugs Rugs has had some flashes. Right, he's been hurt, right. he missed some time, exactly. he's had some flashes. Oakland's made – Sorry, Vegas is probably sitting there going like, "eh, whatever." But Philadelphia absolutely oh is regretting gosh. the oh the pick. In in a real, if you're gonna tell me, like, oh, Rager hasn't played, know, oh, whatever, whatever. And, and then uh, I'm missing, I'm, I'm missing one more here. Uh, um uh,
2: crap! I can't remember. Um,
0: uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, yeah. yeah, who actually also has missed some time, and in their quarterback has missed time as well. I mean, I mean some of those are. It's early. It's so early, but it's I think
2: explainable, and it's rookie year, right? So it's rookie year, but you got to be happy with Justin Jefferson. He looks and, good. And here's here's the thing that I love. Something came out, I think, a couple days ago, where he was like, "I, I want to make every single team that passed on me pay," and that's the that exact the same Moss. attitude that Moss, Moss. has. That's that is what I love what, about what, this kid. What, what, what about Green about I'm, I, Green Bay? Oh my God! We're He could have taken kid.
0: Jefferson. He could have this like, kid. I just—that's insanity. Like, yeah,
2: insanity. Like, why didn't you take one of these guys?
0: All right, but S- we're obviously we're excited about Jefferson. What else has been going right? We're going to stick on the. Uh, you're going to find a trend here. The other things that are going right around the offensive side of the ball. I think Dalvin Cook. Right, and and listen, don't don't shut the podcast off because you're like, oh no, you missed this game. We get it. We get injuries as a part of it, but in reality. He missed, I think, one game last year. He missed the Green Bay game, maybe two max. Well, I think
2: um, did we sit him week seventeen because it didn't matter. The,
0: so that could have been, you know, he had a mostly Rick, running. If if running backs are playing 14, 14 plus games, to me, mm-hmm. that's essentially a healthy running back. Um, you know, and, and feel free to just
2: yeah. at me uh, if, if so, you're worried about it. But so so Jets yeah, to, to be completely clear, 2019 game started 14 so i think week 17 we did not start him because we wanted to rest him and yeah. then that's that puts him at one game where he didn't start so that Green exactly exactly it was like my birthday said, exactly what he said,
0: yeah. uh, you know so Dal- I, but you look at dalvin dalvin has been we we said a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago he's been the best running back in the nfl this year now we realize mccaffrey's been out barkley's been out you've had guys out i i'm still saying that if they had been in this what he's doing when he gets the ball is pretty magical, right? He's, and,
2: and he's he's special at that in space cutting and then finding yeah. the right spot to go. I think Minnesota fans have been been especially blessed by having Adrian Peterson, and then you look at Delvin Cook, and I just see some of that stuff where it's like, wow, yeah, Robert Smith. The, 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 oh. You've had
0: guys that have you've had guys running back to running back. You've always had someone here that's
2: that's, that's really good at really yeah. really good at what they do. Um, so I mean. Even Chester Taylor
0: had a, had a little bit of a run yeah, here, you yeah. know.
2: I, that's see, I specifically remember where I was when the draft was going on, and we drafted Adrian Peterson, and I'm like, "Why did we draft a running back? We have Chester Taylor; he's awesome." And then I'm like, two years later, I'm like, "Oh, that's why." Two years later,
0: <laughs> I Feel like yeah, two <laughs> games far. later, but maybe. Still, okay, but um, yeah.
2: So I, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know. From a cap standpoint, do I love the contract for Cook? No, not necessarily. You, no, but like we, we don't mind it for three years, right? We don't mind it for the yeah. next three years. And, you know, here's the thing. Rick Spielman and Rob Brzezinski, if they end up staying long-term for the Vikings, they're extremely adept at these contracts. And they If you should. look at the contracts, I think that that contract, even though it's a high price for running back, it is set up in such a way that if he starts to fall off after you get, you 2021, can you can walk away and... And it's not a huge hindrance yeah. against the team. Versus the Jets, who just released Le'Veon Bell. And are eating $15 million or whatever So there are specific ways we can set up contracts where the player feels valued, the player feels like they're paid well, and the team has an out later on if that performance falls off. And I think the Vikings have been extremely adept at that in yeah. what well, they they've have. set up. And I think Cook is earning every single bit of his value Yes, 2020 is a down year, so obviously you don't you don't like paying that much money for a running back in a down year like this, but um, I think having him as peace moving forward, that takes a lot of pressure off of whatever quarterback you're bringing in. It takes a lot of pressure off of any kind of other offensive weapons you're bringing in because you have this running back that is going to be there. He's, he's good at pass protection. He's good at running the football. He's good at catching the football on those screen types that play, so... I'm I'm happy with Delvin Cook. I think he's a great building block going forward, and I think whatever we do in quarterback going forward, because I think we're both in agreement. I don't think your cousin Kirk Cousins is the answer. Right. We'll get to that later, but Delvin Cook, I think he's he's ecstatic and he's, he's a great player in this league.
0: He has that um, he has that gene, if you will, that Percy had, Cordero Patterson had, Adrian Peterson had. If you get them into space with the football. Yeah. They make guys miss. They're very hard to tackle. Most players in the NFL, it's like one-on-one. Most of the time, the defender's going to win. You know, quarterback, Nelson, Cook, Percy Harvin, you're like, no, I'm going to put my money on those guys to make them miss, you know, especially with space. So um, there's, there's, there's
2: always my favorite Percy Harvin. I'm sure you've seen it a million times, too, that one Percy Harvin, like, catch and run where he, like, makes, like, three guys miss because he's just like, juke, juke, yeah. juke, <laughs> touchdown.
0: It's, I mean, Dalvin is great. Justin Jefferson has a bright future. Adam Thielen, we did not even have to get into depth on this. He's back to his old self. He's been having a hell of a year. He was hurt last year. He he had a down year. Um, he yeah, you ha- you had a lot going on, but certainly appears like Thielen. I believe he's 30 years old. He's got a few more years absolutely in a prime, especially on a team like this when you have other weapons. Um, and, and then we, we hinted at Irv Smith Jr., right? Yep. He's not even on our list here, but Irv is starting to emerge in the last couple of games. Ed, what, what are we doing here? We're talking about how what's going right is everybody on the offense, and we're going to get to what's going wrong because there is one key component that is preventing this team from continuously scoring points, in my opinion.
2: But, Mike, before we get into that, I'm saying we're going to take a break before we get into what's going on with this team. Adam Thielen under contract till 2024. Okay, so if you really want to look at this thing, you got. Adam Thielen under contract till 2024. Justin Jefferson is on his rookie contract, so that's 2024 at a minimum. Then you can hit the fifth-year option for 2025. Okay? Um, you got Dalvin Cook, which is... I'm um, bringing that up here. till 2025. All right? You with me there so far, Mike? You with me? Yeah. You with yep. me? Irv Smith Jr., he is under contract till 2022 um, as a rookie. So, you look at some of these pieces. They're in place for the next couple of years. And Irv Smith Jr.,
0: I Absolutely, think, would be resigned.
2: Here's 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 the big thing that I think we hit exactly on is he had a couple of good third down catches last last week. Yeah. Um, against Atlanta, where it was like that is what we were expecting yeah. from him this year. That's what we called out this year is like you're going to see a lot more of that from Irv Smith, and I think we're seeing that. Um, I think Rudy is not going to be here 2021, and I Irv agree. Smith Irv Smith Agreed. has got to take up that mantle and he's got to be. I,
0: a guy. I I'm gonna I'm just gonna <clears throat> side side note one quick second. If Erskine Smith Jr. is available in your fantasy football leagues, Talk I would I would add him right now because I think in, a, in the the way the Viking season is going, he is going to have some big games over the course of this the rest of this year. All right, back to you.
2: But on the fact that there's potential if this thing continues to go off the rails, the Vikings might say, "Okay, Rudy, we're not really going to bring you back next year." So that, maybe Patriots. Year, we're we're channeling right now. We're, th- we're channeling. We'll get to that. We'll get to we're that. Get, we'll get. To, that's coming to the gin. That's coming up. Oh, there's the gin, Mike. I need to get a refill on the gin. You need to get a refill on the beer, right? You almost done with that? Sign mm-hmm. that puppy. Sign that puppy. It's finish. 9%. Finish. Finish it off. Oh, God. Finish. Finish it right now. I'm waiting. No. We're not gonna say that. Finish it off. It's me- it's nine percent, Mike. Half finish full- it off, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about what's what's hindering this thing. Right,
0: fill in with something.
2: Okay, so here's here's the deal, Vikings fans. Here's the deal. All right. So you want so to talk cool. about cap space. We're going to talk about cap space a little bit, all right? So a 2021 salary cap. Right now it's currently set at like 176. I don't think it's going to end up there because I think the Players Association is not going to let it sit there. Because what that means, when you shrink from, I think we were at, um, where were we at in 2020? 198. Shrink. If we shrink 22 million, Must that's be going to pretty be cold a lot out. of players are going to get cut, right? Yeah. yeah. Significant shrinkage. <laughs> you know of the Seinfeld joke. Um... Here's the thing. I don't think that's going to end up being what the actual cap is. I think it's going to be more close to hundred eighty six hundred ninety. I think they're going to work it out. The owners are going to have to foot a little bit more money. They're not getting the revenue from the stadiums. Obviously. What if we're still rolling
0: into this pandemic?
2: Here's the thing, though. That would have to mean that the pandemic is going on for like a year and a half. I don't think that's really going to be the case. And if that is, I think. I think America at least will allow that kind of things to open up a little bit more or they'll figure out some way to get that value back, right? But regardless of that, regardless of what 2022 cap is going to be. Okay. I don't see a way that the NFLPA allows the cap to go down to 176 because that means so many contracts are going to be canceled that a lot of players are going to be unhappy. It just I don't I don't see that happening. So I think we're going to end up near 190, and right now the Vikings are at negative 8 on the cap. We've got a lot of work to do to get to get back in the positive. Now, end. does
0: that feature the Pierce adjustment?
2: Yeah, that, that features everything right now. Okay. So that's the current status right now. Negative um, <clears throat> 8, we'll be able to fix that. I think negative 8 is very manageable. Well, we're going to
0: talk about that in the second half we'll of the show We'll talk about it
2: in the second here. half of the show. Um, one thing I want to highlight, though, the Saints... Negative 78 million <laughs> in 2021.
0: Can the, we contract the Saints the Eagles, and Greg Williams, even though he's Eagles, not there anymore? Just The Eagles. Eagles.
2: Negative 69 million. Great.
0: How's your boy working out there?
2: Oh, which
0: not, boy? Not well. Which boy? Carson.
2: I mean, he had a good game against the Ravens. He didn't come over with his win, but he had a good game.
0: I mean, he had a good fourth quarter.
2: Okay, anyway, so here's... <laughs> I had to touch on this every single time we bring up because it's hilarious to me. Drew Brees in twenty twenty one counts for twenty three point six five million, which will end up being twenty one point six five million against the Saints cap, and his year automatically voids at the start of twenty twenty one. So that means that they owe him cap math twenty two million dollars. Good and God. he is not under contract. This is what we call credit card in cap space. And the Saints have done it for several years under Breeze. And then it's about to come due in twenty twenty one. Good the thing Taysom Hill's the savior. Are
0: screwed Thank for
2: twenty twenty one, okay? They are absolutely toast for twenty twenty one. I think everyone
0: here just says, you know, F the Saints for I just mean, I mean
2: True. Um yeah, so 2021, I think, and then Eagles... I think and F the Eagles. There's a couple ways the Eagles can get all that, but still, $68 against the cap in 2021, that's an issue. Even if the cap was going up like normal, there would still be 30 What
0: are we talking market. about the cap? I can't run numbers right now.
2: Why? Because you wanted me to fill time because you need to finish your break. All right, we got to go. We got to go. Your your second break. half of the show. We're going to take a break.
0: It's brought to you by...
2: Brought to you by whatever the ad is about to be. Whatever alcohol's that.
0: nearest you. Um,
2: um, go to what brewery is that?
0: Lupin.
2: What's that? Loopone.
0: Loopone. Brewing, Big Lake, Minnesota. Hell of a brewery. I'd also like to shout out Jack Pine Brewery. Uh, I, I also
2: would like to shout out Drucker Brewery. Drucker. I, I, I worked, used to work with the guy from there, right? Ben Paddle's so, fantastic. I mean, a lot of um, Support your local breweries. Support okay? your local breweries. I mean, this isn't hard to just go get drink some beer? Drink local beer. Drink local. I mean, why not? Why not, Mike? And drink scotch. Oh, well, okay. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Here goes down with my belly. Mm-mm.
0: <sighs> we're probably done. This is probably our
2: last No, 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 show. Mike. We're taking a break. We're going to come back. Did okay. you even hit record? Yes, we're recording. It's it's right. thirty five minutes twelve seconds. Okay, we're gonna take 35 a break.
0: Thirty five minutes.
2: We're gonna take a break when we come back, and it's gonna be great. Okay, hey, so where's the... Can I get the soundboard for the second half of the show? No, we can't. We can't. I need to figure out some stuff. Technical difficulties with the soundboard. Okay, I need to figure out some stuff. Don't pressure me. I'm
0: working on it. I really like the soundboard,
2: Mike. We can't bring up the unless you want to bring up on your phone the soundboard. I can't do it for you right
0: now. No, the audio won't be good.
2: Okay, we'll get there. I'll make sure it happens. Okay. Oh God. We're gonna take a break. Enjoy this ad. I don't know what the hell it is because it's automatically in, probably put in place.
0: I don't even know what it is. Probably some election ad, right? It's oh, time of the maybe,
2: year. but sports. I don't know. Anyway, sports. Enjoy this ad. We're gonna be back, and we're gonna have more drinks, and it's gonna be great. So skull, skull. We'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. We're back. <laughs> That's, We're back. I got a fresh drink. We I have got a, got a fresh, full nine percenter. Um, we are here to continue talking about the Vikings, and your, you are here to continue. Your ice listening. looks
0: weird in that drink. What do you mean? Uh, it's like super half melted in a clover leaf formation. Mike, what?
2: What do you mean, Mike?
0: No. What's the uh, Stonehenge? Stonehenge? Looks like Stonehenge on the top of that cup.
2: Mike, it's ice. It doesn't. What are you talking about? All
0: right. I'm what? Why don't you put it in your yeti? Why don't you make your drinks in your yeti? Because the yeti's for water. No, the yeti's for cold beverages. I
2: mean, true, but that to me is also water most of the time. Cuz if I put if I put if I put my gin and tonic in my yeti, what what, what, what am I going to drink? You're what? not
0: one of those guys that's like, I can taste the gin cuz my wife is like that. She's like, don't put coffee and then water and beer all into your Yeti. I'm like, no. It no, all, it's, I'm not it's one of those guys. But, steel. okay, so,
2: Mike, if I put my gin and tonic in my Yeti, what am I going to drink water of?
0: You're not going to drink water for the next hour.
2: Mike, you got to hydrate. I mean, even Crown Royal says Based to hydrate. Based on last
0: year, you didn't hydrate. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that was a mistake. So I'm going to try to hydrate, okay? All right. Let's talk about what's going wrong.
2: Whew. Well,
0: it's relatively straightforward, right? It's... <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, it's the defense, but you don't have that listed. Anything. No, you
0: know what? I'm I going to argue with you against the defense.
2: You, th- you think Kirk Cousins cost us to win it in Seattle? Yes. Why? I, I think that, well. What, did, what, was Kirk Cousins the one that, that failed on that fourth and half a yard uh, all right, pickup? I'll, I'll... Was Kirk Cousins the okay, one the that Seattle, failed on the, the fourth Seattle and ten stop. Seattle? Seattle stop? You should have won the
0: game. Was
2: Kirk the game. Cousins the one that failed in the, the fourth and goal um, play? No, he wasn't, so
0: he did not cost us to win in Seattle. Would you agree if Cousins play was elevated this year, that they would potentially be above five hundred? Without pinpointing the games.
2: Yes, because he's thrown like what, twelve interceptions in six weeks? He's
0: been terrible. Um I think this shell has to issue an apology. Uh we really yes, don't. Yeah, well, you know what? And we did come back to earth last year. We but really then we, don't. We, we came back to earth last year in the middle of last year, right? Because there was a stretch where he was terrible. And then we were like, no. We're done. And then he came back, and he won a playoff game in New Orleans. And we were like, all right, maybe this guy can go out and <clears throat> win a football game. Mm-hmm. And then San Francisco, like, clearly was not his best game. You were against a defense that really created a lot of havoc, created mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. But then you come into this year, and you look at you look at. This last week, let's just, let's not go over the season. Let's look at Atlanta, a team that had given up points exponentially to people.
2: Well, Mike, you look at the first damn play from scrimmage. And he threw it to
0: the Seattle guy. You mean Atlanta guy? It was, sorry, I'm eh, Freudian. <laughs> um, Atlanta guy, you know, and, and I, okay, so, but let's, okay, well, I don't want to go like, oh, yeah, Cousins been bad this year because we've done that every podcast, or most podcasts. Where are we at? How do we transition? Where do we go from here? Is it possible, you being the resident cap guy, not only for this show but for Daily Norseman and honestly for Vikings Twitter, you are kind of the resident cap guy. Is it possible to move on and have a winning football team in the next two years from... Kirk Cousins.
2: In the next two years, absolutely. Um, shout out to my guy steezo nine nine nine.
0: I love I that guy you too. Uh, you and him, you and him are, you guys are. The, you guys are the two that I actually am. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so, you too.
2: When I don't know the answer, he typically knows the answer. Or he goes and research the answer. He's he's phenomenal. The cap, so.
0: You guys um, are the cap gurus. Hundred percent. Give that kid yes. a follow because he's he's doing some yes, great work as well. Yes, for sure.
2: Um. And if you haven't follow the o t c guys um I think they have a far spear thing than spot track, so follow those guys. they're very interactive on Twitter if you have a question um, that's kind of odd that they might have some insight on definitely give them a, give them a buzz but um the short answer Mike is yes and no
0: what is what is our best case scenario moving okay let me outline it like this maybe okay moving into next year. If the Vikings were going to move away from Cousins. Okay, so let's say this year bottoms out, right? Let's say that we end up and we have a top five pick. And they're they're top six, top five, whatever it is. They're confident they're going to get either Lance, Fields, or Lawrence. They opt to move away from Cousins. They want to let that that kid come in and start. What is the best, like, what are we looking at to walk away from Cousins entirely next year? Let's start there.
2: Well, obviously, the best situation is for the Vikings to trade his contract as is. That is unlikely to happen. Right. Um,
0: Zero. Probably one percent. I mean,
2: less than that. unless unless something drastically goes wrong, like in order for that to happen, like Aaron Rodgers would have to go down in Week Seventeen with them having the number one seed, or something similar to that, where they sure. would need a quarterback in short order that is at least twentieth and above. Yeah okay, I don't foresee that happening. Um, So I think them chance of trading this contract as is is almost it's not even worth talking about. It's not going to happen. Okay. Second option is they trade this contract with the Vikings eating some cap space. Okay. Um, not ideal, obviously, because we don't really have much cap space to eat in the future. But you can make some some stuff work with that, with you know, shifting some player salary to um, roster bonuses, whatnot, or um, salary bonuses, you know. So and with, with a
0: top-five pick, that probably makes that easier, right? right? And, and, and right.
2: You, you can stomach that a bit more. If right? it's a quarterback. Right. 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 Um, so the ideal situation is you, you trade Kirk Cousins as someone that needs a bridge quarterback, and, and they, they can deal with that. The problem is Kirk Cousins' base salary in 2021 is $21 million. His base salary in 2022 is $35 million. If Kirk Cousins is on the Vikings' roster, um. On March 20, 2021, his 2022 salary becomes fully guaranteed. So if you do not cut him prior to the 2021 season, you owe him immediately $35 million. Now, if you do cut him... If you do cut him in the 2021 season, what you will incur that season is a $41 million cap hit. So what...
0: what for? For someone that's coming into this, going like, okay, what what is the what are the potential savings to cut him? Is is it Ben? Let me ask you this: Let's just go straight forward. Is it mm-hmm. beneficial if you think he's not the answer and you're going to move on? Is it beneficial to cut him as soon as possible, or is it beneficial coming after the season, after next season? Like, what is the best time to get rid of him?
2: See, this is where you get in a situation where what do you want that rookie quarterback to do? You want him to start right away?
0: I think you have to, right?
2: If, if your answer is for him to start right away and you want to just prepare for 2021 being a soft rebuild and you're probably not going to go anywhere in 2022 is where you have some actual cap savings, some actual cap relief, and you can reload um, around that rookie quarterback, then I think you cut him prior to 2021. And you eat that $41 million, which is an extra $10 million that you already slotted to pay him, and you say, okay, we understand 2021 is going to be a soft rebuild. 2022 is where you're actually going to make your your uh, your run at it or you're starting your run at it. Um, however, if your thought is that you want to sit that quarterback behind a veteran um, for a couple of years, $35 million extra for two years of work is what you'd be signing up for if you did not cut Kirk Cousins prior to 2021. And maybe at that point there is a potential to trade him into 2022, if you eat some of that cap extra, um you're just basically putting that that issue down the road. But if you believe, if the Vikings believe, if whoever ends up coach and GM for the Vikings believe that Kirk Cousins is 100% not your answer and you want to end it as soon as possible, you cut him before 2021, you take your licks, you pay him $41 million essentially to go away, and you eat it until 2022. And then that's when you can actually start making some moves. Uh,
0: and and I think the reason that I'm shifting towards the, listen, if you have a rookie quarterback, let's get him in, let's get him in, let's see what he's going to do. Um, we got a couple guys. Uh, Eric Eager from uh, Pro Football Focus uh, uh, in our Vikings group, um, data scientist, if you will, mm-hmm. for for Pro Football Focus, someone that uh, really analyzes the data. Uh, made a great point. He said, listen, if if uh, Mahomes would have started a year earlier for the Chiefs, there's a good chance they might have two Super Bowls under their belt already. Um, and, and I think that's a valid point, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then I look at the other side and I look at Jordan Reed, um, another friend of the podcast, an absolute brilliant follow, one of the best draft analysts mm-hmm. absolutely um, out there, in my opinion. Uh, a, guy that you, a guy that you and I have been touting, uh, since he had five hundred, six hundred followers, and now he's up to twenty, thirty thousand. Just I, I cannot. Jordan Reed is my absolute my favorite Twitter follower out there, um, and he is someone that now said, "Listen, the Miami Dolphins just moved to Tua, right?" Mm-hmm. And it makes and, and sense. And they're the thick of their division race. And guess what? Why does it make sense to move to Tua? Because you need to know what you have out of him as you inherit potentially a top five pick from the Houston Texans. Right. The Miami Dolphins are in a very good place, people. And guess what? Two years ago we were joking about the Dolphins about how they were the laughing stock of the mm-hmm. NFL. Well, guess what? In two short years, with the change in what they were doing, a change in a the mindset, they all of a sudden are set up for success. And they're they're set up to potentially be a playoff team this year. Exactly. But have a top five pick from a Houston team that is struggling, that has done the opposite, traded away one of the best receivers in the NFL, gotten a terrible return. Um, we're not going to go into the whole Bill O'Brien situation now. Well, that's like um, four other podcasts, right? Games. But um, yeah, I I think the big thing here is that listen, we're not dumb. We realize a lot of you are realize are, are going. How do we move away from cousins, and when is the best time to do it? Right. And that's really the answer I was looking for. You is like. And, and maybe I should phrase it this way. When do you think Minnesota will move on from Cousins at this point?
2: I, I think, honestly, I, I don't think that decision is made even inside the building yet because it's there is a lot of dead money at stake there. No matter which way you look at that situation, you rip the Band-Aid off in 2021 and you don't have a quarterback in 2021, but you're still paying $31 million on the cap plus 10. You're paying $41 million on the cap for a quarterback that you're not rostering. That's tough to swallow. You're paying 21 million dollars of his base salary in 2021 that you haven't paid yet for him not to be your quarterback. Right. That is tough to swallow. Now I understand that that saves you 35 million dollars in 2022, but that's a big that's a big chunk of money to swallow if you're an NFL owner. So I I fully understand that this this decision is going to be agonizing, and I don't think we're going to get any clarity on it until we understand exactly where the Vikings are going to sit in the draft order. Because if you're not reasonably in a place to be able to grab that quarterback, I don't see how you can sever ties with, with Kirk Cousins right now. Because who's that, who else is another that officer that's gonna be worth a damn um, in in replacement of Cousins? I
0: Nobody.
2: I, I don't no, see it right now. So it's 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 hard to look at that and say, Yep, this is a hundred percent the decision they should make and they should make it right now because it's just not that clear yet because we don't know where we're going to land in the draft order. We don't know if we're going to have a chance at one of those quarterbacks that you potentially want to start in week 1 of 2021.
0: So, so let's transition a little bit then over to where where does this team go from here right now? And and I think that the points we have laid out, you and I are going to agree on some, we're going to disagree on some. So, um shut down Daniil Hunter. I think you're we're going to agree. I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely it's, I'm a 110% it's, you shut down Daniel Hunter.
2: Neck injuries is scare yeah. the crap out of me. If, if he's got anything with his neck, which is what we, we've heard reports on, you shut him down for the year. We're not contending this year. You Don't rush no. him back. Don't play him no. off. He, he's your best and, player. And, and here's what you do if you're the Vikings ownership. You say, okay, you have some bonuses tied to some metrics. We're going to pay you those bonuses because you want to know what – we yeah, value you. To. We understand that this was a shitty situation. We're not doing anything this year. We're not going to give you the chance to get those bonuses, so here's your money. Is- we're going to keep you happy as best we can. We know we're technically underpaying you by quite a lot, but I think you shut him down, and you save him for next year, and he comes off fresh next year, and I think that's what you got to roll with.
0: So, so let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wildcard you a bit here because I know it's not on the sheet, but um, it's along the same lines. You have Unique Ngakwe who mm-hmm. has played really well this year. It, it, yeah, everything considered, right? He's, Absolutely. He's, he's had a sack in damn near every game. Yeah. Um, he clearly is a player that we thought we. So I think in general, Vikings fans were excited that he was going to be paired with Daniel. You're going to have guys on opposite ends coming in. Um, Causing havoc to quarterbacks that you know were either old or we didn't view as as that talented in in Trubisky, Stafford, Rodgers, etc. Well, now it's been a shift, right? You, you've had no Daniel Hunter, and you've mm-hmm. had Ngakwe who's come in and had a sack in the first four or five games. Unsure um, if you got one here in Atlanta, but regardless, it's a player that you traded a second and a fourth, fifth, whatever for, um, but a second next year. So a player that if you're just bringing in for one season, including myself, I, I'm going like, Hey, this doesn't make a lot of sense. So do you see Ngakwe fitting here long-term? Do you think he's a part of the future plan? And if so, how does the cap start? Does it, does it work to bring a guy like that in? That's probably going to command upwards of 15, $18 million a year, right?
2: Well, I mean, it, it, it can, it can in certain contexts, right? So, um i I just pulled up the calculator here on otc shout out to those guys they have a a, a great calculator here you can put in your cuts here right so assuming you make the decision to cut kirk cousins prior to 2021 you say okay we're gonna rip off that band-aid you say okay anthony barr you've been declining you haven't been doing much we can save money if we cut you. We cut it's you. Bold.
0: Uh, I'm not saying it's bold, but I'm going to say there's people uh, on this. Po- there are people on this podcast that don't agree with that. I think the I, bar slander has been over the top.
2: Okay, I I, I understand, and I think I'm, I'm one of the guys that understands what Bark can bring to this team. But here's the thing: he took a pay cut coming but, here from the Jets. But here's the thing: he's Damn, still he's still way overpaid for what we actually get out of him. Especially when you're in, when you're, when you're looking at a hard rebuild like this, it's either he's going to take a massive pay cut to stay here, or he's going not, to be cut. Not at this age, he's not. He,
0: There's no way. He's
2: not staying here in 2021 at a scream contract. Period. There, there is no, there is no. Is it a free cut?
0: Way. Is it a free cut in 2021?
2: In 2021, we would save 7.2 million dollars by cut by cutting it. He is due with twelve point three million dollars in base salary and two point six million dollars per year bonus.
0: No, they, so it's it, it, it's they would all five and they're they're saving seven.
2: No, it's got numbers fifteen. We would save oh, we would save seven point three million dollars. So it's, about, it's close to 50 <clears throat> It's it's about a 50-50 split I, I, right now. I disagree. I, I think he's here ooh, next year. I, uh, whether he's here or not next year it depends on if he's willing to take a pay cut. I do not see him. Being I, I here. don't. I don't no, agree with that. I. I he is not going to be here next year at twelve point uh, three million dollars base salary. Period. Fine. I. I, this, I just. This, I just this makes care.
0: no sense to get into. This is. It's a podcast, Mike.
2: Um, Riley Reef. I do not see him being here next year. at it his it it cap number. His they got cap uh, number. My big question,
0: and, and you're getting into like where are we cutting roster. But my question is, do you see a space? And you don't even have to explain how we're getting this, there. Well, this this, this
2: you, is how I'm getting into the to unique situation. Can, can he get there? This, this is how I'm getting there because the, the big thing isn't whether we want him here or not. Because obviously we want him here. No, they want him. They, they, they want him funny. here. Yes, they you, do. you traded a you second round yeah, pick plus exactly. uh, an extra pick in 2022. You want him here. Um, so, the point is, um, I think Anthony Barr, he's got to reduce his, his, his paid, whether that's you adjust him a little bit and you take a couple million dollars off of that regardless. Riley Reef, I don't see him being here because that's $12 million against the cap. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Kyler Rudolph, don't think it's going to happen. Wait, didn't Reef
0: Reef took a pay cut to stay. He took a pay cut to stay. But that was only this year? But that is was that...
2: this year, and then uh-huh. what they did is they changed um, 2021 to include a $5 million roster bonus. I do not expect him to collect that five million dollar roster bonus from the Minnesota Vikings. No, there's zero no, chance in hell. Here's happens. here's the thing, Bradley Reef is still a, a ridiculously solid left tackle.
0: Uh, I'm I'm out with every all you guys I listen, I, I would absolutely disagree with the, you. Listen, know. when he gets up against somebody that's athletic which is Green Bay twice, Chicago Mike. twice. He's gotten absolutely roasted. Mike, 28, 28 left no. tackles out nope. of 32 get
2: roasted every single time
0: they're against, it, against it's, those elite guys. It doesn't make sense to pay him that kind of money. You guys are insane that you, you no. stand for Reef as much as you do. It's, it's, no, I'm, not, I'm not. Absolutely not. not. Put Why someone not? else in. Put a rookie in on that side. You you do not want to see I that. I do want it. No, do you want don't. It. No, you don't. It can't be. You think you, you want it? You the that. Buffalo game? It was a, a turnstile. He had to give up seven sacks that game. You mean last year? Yeah. But that's not this year. I'm just telling you. Anyway. The
2: reef, anyway. The real anyway. love is out right. of this world. Right.
0: It's unreal.
2: Anyway, I'm calling him a cut next year, okay? Would you get on my side here, pal? <laughs> so... He's gone, Kyle Rudolph. I just will pull up his contract. 2021, he would be due 7.6 million in base salary, 1.5 in prorated bonus. Um, so cap savings of about 5.1 million dollars. I think that's an easy no-brainer. You cut that. Um, you go with Earth Smith. You draft another guy mid yes, mid late round. for sure. Um, that's that's a no-brainer to me. Shamar Steffen, I just I see that as. It, Easy cap savings. I think we get like 3 million or something like that in 2021. 3.75 million. The easy cap savings, you cut that. Um, with
0: all those cuts. Oh, you're missing in a mind. big one in my mind, too.
2: Who's that?
0: Harry. No,
2: you do not cut Harrison Smith. No.
0: Nope. I, I think you restructure it. You, you,
2: you, you extend and you restructure him. Yeah. And his but number you, you, goes less, down yeah, you lessen the number.
0: Um, no, not slightly. The number is what? 11? 10, 10 or 11, isn't it? 10 and a quarter. You lessen that number substantially.
2: I mean you can probably get it down to like six or seven. Um
0: then then, then Anthony Harris is walking. Anthony Harris is walking. Yeah.
2: your, your safety opposite Harrison Smith in twenty twenty one is a rookie. Or he's a guy that, that's Who's on Chris your roster. Boy, he's, I mean, he's somebody but he's that. he's not on the roster he's not he's not starting yeah. at safety right now. That was my point. Um so that that gets you that gets you to nine point two million dollars in twenty twenty one cap cap dollars positive. Um, so I think with that, uh, with the way we typically structure contracts with players, um, I think you can get Ngakwe in under that number. You can make that happen. Plus with you know other adjustments as you go, but I I think he's here for at least a couple of years after this year um i think that's always been the goal obviously on the franchise take you can't really make that long-term contract otherwise i think you would have by now yeah um but i think it's extremely possible to do it um it's a little bit even more possible if kirk cousins is still under um contract in 2021 because you're not taking that 10 that 10 million hit in 2021 from 2022 roster bonus um not roster bonus um signing bonus spread but Notwithstanding, I think I think the plan is long term. You keep Yannick Ngakwe. I don't think you give up a second and a future twenty twenty two pick if you don't intend on re signing that guy long term.
0: Otherwise, I think that's viewed as as. Uh... The fact that we're one in five, right? You, you view that as a, a busted trade.
2: 100 oh, uh, yeah. percent loss yeah. of a trade. Hundred percent, especially when you consider where that second rounder is going to land. Right. The second rounder is going to be, be top 35, 45.
0: 36, 37. Right.
2: So that, I mean, that's that's a huge loss if you don't retain that player. So, so,
0: and, and that kind of leads into the next the next spot here of Zimmer and Spielman. Um, I know. We've talked about Zimmer on this podcast before. We we haven't. We, I think we've had an agreement mostly on Spielman. And and, and let me briefly explain my thoughts right now. Uh, I think Spielman should stay. I think Spielman. I've been happy with how he's he's hit the draft overall. Um, I, I think you go back the last ten years. It's he's he's done relatively well. Like in in, in and I shouldn't even use relatively well. He's done well uh, when he's needed to. Do, he's built. He's built depth. Um, so Spielman, to me, is a guy that should stay. I don't, I, don't, I never love the idea of tying a GM to a coach. Um, but I think at this point, I am ready to move on from Zimmer. And it's not because I don't think Mike Zimmer is a good coach. I, I, I love Mike Zimmer. I think there was an opportunity to win a Super Bowl here, multiple years. He had a couple unlucky streaks. He had a couple of missed field goals from where you and I might have right. made it. Um it, it, Zimmer just got unlucky, and, and guess what? He, he might get another opportunity down the road, but I think it's become stagnant here in Minnesota in with the fandom, with the team, with the ownership, and you need to move, and there's a lot of younger guys that have some yeah. fire. you look at you look at across college football and across the NFL and, and moving to younger coaches. you've seen Green Bay do it, you've seen the Rams do it, and, and they've had success. Um, you've you've seen the Minnesota Golden Gophers do it with PJ yep. Flack, and, and and I'm not saying that's kind of move, but Rose I look Rose, at Kate, younger, you go Gophers. I look at younger coaches across the league, and Eric Biennemi, and some of these guys that uh, potentially would be home run hitters for me, mm-hmm. and and can relate to younger players, and I think this is an opportunity to say, Zim, listen, we appreciate what you've done. You're a hell of a coach. We're not saying that you couldn't have done it, but I think. You're flirting with this like Marvin Lewis situation here at this point, and
2: 100. I think that's a completely analogous yeah, to what's going
0: on. So I think you got to move away, and now's yeah. the time to do it. And honest to God, I'm shocked they didn't do it after the Atlanta game because you just lost an 5-team at home with a limited effort. You're on a bye week; it's your chance to yeah. make a move. But and that's, that's that's.
2: I think the the biggest spot to do it is going into a bye because then you give whoever you're doing weeks. interim. Two weeks to set that up for for future. Um, the only complication there is they just they just signed him to an extension. So obviously, I think a lot of the coaches end up with fully guaranteed extensions. So that's probably why we haven't seen him fired yet. Which for better or for worse, that's the situation we're in. Um, and I I can't figure out where the point is for the wolves where they cross to so bad of a of a year. That they, that they fire them. I, I don't know what that point is for them. Is that you come out after the bye and you're completely flat and you get actually trucked by Green Bay? Which is, that, they, is that you end up 2-14 and 14 or 3-13? and 13? I don't know what that point is. Um, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I think just the Zimmer brand of, of football
0: is, is stale. It, I mean... It is. it is. In, in, you look at the NFL in general, it's moved to a passing. It's moved to a... Uh, Points, points, Zim points, is points, still points. trying to run the ball and play yeah. quality defense, and you it has it. worked. We saw it working in Seattle, a team that has consistently tried to do the opposite. And we almost won that. We should have won that football game, right? Um, you look at Tennessee last year. Tennessee sh- was up big on Kansas City, the eventual Super Bowl winner, mm-hmm. but couldn't get it done. Like, it, it, <sighs> because the offense just takes over and then they just go wild. And I'm not saying it's, it's so much... Strategy, but Zim, where have you seen a quarter? Where have you seen a coach be somewhere for an extended amount of time and then eventually break through and win one? It just well, I mean, that's what the stat is, right? I think it's it's the majority of coaches
2: win the Super Bowl within the first five, five years. Yeah, I mean, out of Andy
0: Reid, like Philadelphia had had some opportunities, and then they move over and you get a quarterback like Mahomes once in a lifetime quarterback and now they're having fun and they're defense you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. it's just and that in you know I'm not trying to transition to the enemy who happens to be <laughs> happens to be on that staff but I think you're um, trying to transition to that but you sure. know it, it just I, I think there's an opportunity out there for some coaches you look at Green Bay Mike McCarthy um, Green Bay had some success right they won a super bowl they they were consistently one of the top teams in the division uh they move away from him, they bring him in, they go thirteen to three last year, they're f- five and one now. They lost like, last week, they got blown out last week. One? Five was and the, one. The, the four one they had buy
2: yeah.
0: Um got blown out last week. That was fun to watch. Tampa Bay absolutely dismantled Green Bay. Uh, that
2: was that was uh, one of my favorite moments of the week. Yeah. Was, Green Bay's not yeah. as
0: good as people think. But no. anyways, uh thirty eight to ten, Tampa was but the point is now you have McCarthy coming into Dallas a team that has every weapon known to man, much like Minnesota, and Dallas is 1-5. Now, we know they two lost four. that. 2-4. and, four. Two and four. They lost that. They've But they've also, one of their wins was an absolute gift from Atlanta. Damn. Yeah. So I, I think that what Just you're seeing is that some of this, and I hate the Madden mentality where you're like, kids that grew up playing football and understanding schemes and understanding what, cre- but you know what? Why would you, it's not, think of, you're an engineer. If you had a game where you were like, this is, these are the formulas, this is how you engineer things, and it wasn't available to you when you grew up, but it is now, don't you think that the people behind you have an edge growing up, and like, it's something you would need to pay attention to, and that's the, that's the mentality I have to coaching is that, I'm not just saying Madden, but they have, they have access to game tape between all 22 and, and everything else. They can watch and understand what if you call this play, defenses do this.
2: No, yeah, but just the advanced stats as well.
0: Exactly. Like, so why why is there not more of an emphasis on younger coaching and across the that, NFL they have
2: been exposed to that their entire careers? And coaching. guess what? Yeah.
0: doesn't it seem like you're successful with younger coaching? Sean McVay. What's his name for Green Bay? I know the name, but I hear Green Bay. I'll, you know, I'm not gonna mention. Good it. Look with these losers <laughs> in Las Vegas. We'll, we'll, well, yeah, we'll mention it next week. When have you even told the Have you even told the crew what's happening next week?
2: No, I have not.
0: That there might be multiple Green Bay fans in your house. Uh, All right. Well, we're not gonna go. Uh, Anyways, we have a. Uh, potentially another guest of the podcast that's ready to join wait, might a fr- have some a questions. Of of Fan of the podcast, yes. friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast.
2: Was there? two there?
0: Closer friend to some.
2: Is, is there two? Is there two guests? There
0: are two. I think one might be a little quieter than than uh, than the other. But uh,
2: Mike, do the introductions, man.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Pi Week Buzz. Anything goes uh, with Pi Week Buzz. Obviously, you've heard me drink a couple nine percent beers scotch I needed to drive home ride home
2: hey, you're right you and my riding.
0: my uh, beautiful wife has decided to come to the show and uh, pick me up but well, her stipulation fair, she didn't
2: really decide to come to the show you need to ride home her
0: stip she's... yeah well, well I could have miss left uber her stipulation was that she wanted to be a part of the show and uh, she has a few questions
2: all right well, for the host questions.
0: so uh, with that, I'm gonna pass the mic over to my beautiful wife, who will give out her twiddle, Twitter, twiddle, Twitter handle, I believe. Does she know? She she knows it. She's gonna give her a Twitter handle. Please follow her. Um, she's a teacher amidst the COVID pandemic. She's amazing, um, and she's yeah. She's here to. I, we don't even know what she's here to do. So we're we're, we're, we're about to find out, like you all. Let's
1: go. Do you want to tell my name? I I thought I said Brittany. No, you just called me beautiful, which I liked. It's Brittany. Hi, everyone. Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. It's Brittany, bitch. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Twitter, neil 6 Follow me if you want. But, yep, these boys uh, have no clue what my questions are about, so we'll see if they can come up with some answers. Okay. Are you two ready? Also... Find a safe ride home if you need to drink, and that's what Mike decided to do, so.
2: Exactly great, yes, we want to make sure everyone gets home safe. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure you Find your friends, safe way friends home. That, that, won't, that won't mind giving you a ride home and keeping you safe, Exactly.
1: So. All right, bye week buzz. I'm on the show. Yay! Okay. So, we got some veterans on the Vikes team here, and, um... We have some doing better than others. So, if you could name your best veteran, who is it? Who's doing well? And the opposite, who needs to pick up the pace, step it up a bit? Two question. Who would like to go first?
0: Mike, I think near you, should your go boss. First, yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, veterans doing well, uh, and you just want you just want one. Just
1: one. Yeah.
0: <sighs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the easy way out here, but I think Adam Thielen to me. Wow, yeah, I knew you could do that. I—I I mean, listen, I, yeah. I gave Adam Thielen some shit last year because yes, he was injured, but he was missed some time, and I just—I don't know. He, I've given Adam some Adam Thielen some shit over the course of the podcast, going back to the Dallas fumble where he cost the game as a punt returner. I don't know, like four or five years ago. Um, I think you look at Thielen this year coming in, losing digs. Uh, not only a great receiving partner, but based on what you see through social media, which is really the lens that we have to view through, um, one of his good friends, and I think he stepped up and really has been amazing. He's been a great mentor to Justin Jefferson, who's having a hell of a year, so mm-hmm. um, I, I guess to me, clearly, uh, I, it's, it's got to be Adam Feeling for me as, as the guy that stepped up, and um, I don't know if you want me to go to the guy that that, that yeah. could use a more of a, a jump up, or if we want to jump over to the step up to Ed, and then we 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 toggle back to me.
1: No, name your second.
0: Name my second. So yeah,
1: like who needs to do better? Like well, needs, I think I mean, then I this I,
0: I was trying to let Ed have a little help, but to me it's obvious. it's Kirk Cousins. I mean Cousins has been atrocious. He is the reason, in my opinion, this team does not have. Uh, three plus wins. So, uh, I mean, they should have beat Seattle. They should have beat Tennessee, and uh, quite frankly, they should have beat Atlanta. So, I think with a with Ryan Tannehill at the helm, I think this is a four win football team. So, if that doesn't uh, wow. if that doesn't wow. express my sentiment to Vikings fandom, uh, I don't know what will.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. Ed, you can choose those answers or pick your own. Oh, we're
2: picking my own, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I think the player that I think has stepped up quite quite well has been Riley Reef. and I think you, you're gonna you're gonna yell at me for this, but you know he, he's been lights out this year on, on some of the rushes he's he's faced. Um, the interior O line has given up a, it's f- way more than a fair share of pressures, but I think Riley Reef has done a very solid job coming off of his uh, his pay cut that he ended up taking. Um, so I think stepping up-wise, I think from last year, you look at what he did last year and this year, um, phenomenal improvement. Um, there's a couple of names that, that I could throw out there, but I think that's the one that's, I think, most noticeable to me because I, I tend to stay in the trenches and look more at that. Um, I think Riley Reef is is definitely one of the guys that has stepped up enough this year um, to, to notice. Uh, and for me, the guy that's, that's taken a huge step back is – Anthony Harris. I mean, you look at some of the stuff he's given up and some of the coverages that he's, he's kind of been a part of that's been either broken or just not there. It seems like he's, he's just a half a step out of position of where he needs to be in a lot of plays that have gone his way. And... <clears throat> We're just not used to seeing that. I think the last two years prior, he's always been in good position. He's always made good plays, and it's just, it just hasn't been there in 2020. And
0: literally half a step in the Seattle game.
2: Right. So it's 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 an interesting situation where, you know, I don't see maybe that down year is not enough to justify us keeping him long term, and he, he walks next year. Someone and, will pay him.
0: Someone uh, will pay him.
2: Absolutely, I mean, in, in my rule is, in general with players, is you, you discard the outliers, and I think definitely 2020 right now for Anthony Harris is an outlier. I think he's still a really good safety in, in the NFL, but 2020 is just not his year. He's, he's missing on a lot of stuff, and maybe he's trying to do too much to you,
0: compensate you, for DBs. And, and, and I think this is kind of outside the question but i don't think you pay safeties right the mm. fact that the vikings have 22 3 4 or 5 million tied up in safeties is something they're it's not in, they're not intending to do going no, forward
2: it, it, it's a lot i think right now it's what yeah 22 and a half. So uh so i don't think you can do that sustainably um obviously harrison smith adds so much to this defense i think you try to keep him long term you try to keep him for his career if he wants to be here but um I, I think definitely uh, Anthony Harris is, is is an easy guy that you, you you let walk at the end of the season because I think he's going to be paid way more than the Vikings can afford. So,
0: and you get uh, correct me from Ron, cap guru, but if you let a let a franchise player walk, do you get it? Do you get a draft back compensation on that or no?
2: Yeah, so counts. It's still, it's still normal. Okay. It's just a yeah.
0: free agent leaving. Depending so. on them. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Question two.
1: All right. All right. Question two. So we've had some interesting games this season so far. So my question goes like this. If you could pick a game to add extra time on the clock, another quarter, what game would you want to add extra quarter to? Interesting.
2: Mike, you
0: want to take us one first? Oh, man, extra quarter to. Well, sure shit wouldn't have been last week. It's not <laughs> Seattle because I'm not going to give Russ more time. Uh, Tennessee, they came back. Um, ugh. Yeah, I have one in mind that's
2: the only one you haven't really mentioned yet.
0: Yeah. Green Bay? Green Bay, though, they just, I feel like they coasted most of that game. I I. I just, I guess, okay, so, so if I actually had to think through it, I would say Tennessee. I think that the defense was playing... The defense was playing well enough that game. The offense was also playing well enough. Dalvin was there. Um, I think that's a game that if you could have extended it another quarter, uh, you had both sides of the ball playing well enough that maybe you come away with a victory. It kind of got down to like who had the ball last, sort of a thing. Um, And and that's when when you ask that, which is a great question. When you ask that question, if you know if you could extend the game, if you could get that last drive, you know, yeah. it's a great question, well, typically it's, it's, it's an it's, it's obvious like, answer. It's like
2: what some of those coaches say, you know, we just, we just ran out yeah. of time. well, that's Russ. Like, yeah. that's
0: that's Seattle, and we knew that going into the Seattle game. It was just trying to take, that's why they went for it on fourth down, which was the correct answer, literally was. If it's not in your mind, stop listening to the show. I'm kidding. I
2: mean, still listen, but, but like, you know. But seriously, it was the mind. right
0: decision to go for it. Um, no, I, I guess, to me, Tennessee would jump out because I think that was a game that was, that was, we kind of, yeah, we got it up, but then it was back and forth. Uh, but I thought that the, both sides were kind of, you know, they're kind of clicking it at, at times. So I, w- I would say that's the one for me that I, I would have played another quarter.
2: I think to me would be either that one or Green Bay. Um, I mean, we ended up Green Bay within nine points. Obviously some of that's garbage time. I mean, if you had a quarter, if you if you know you're going to have a five-quarter game, maybe Green Bay plays it a little bit differently. But, um, I mean, we got some stuff moving at the end of that Green Bay game. So, um, obvious ones are out. Like Indianapolis Colts, we were not competitive at all in that game. Seattle, I think, like you said, you give another quarter. I don't think we. St- I don't think we win that game. I, I think it was on the fourth down that we would, we would win that game. Atlanta, no. Do I want another quarter of seeing Julio Jones catch fifty <laughs> yard catch? Hey,
0: Justin Jefferson.
2: I know, but still, I mean, I mean, yeah. Anyway. All right.
0: I I, I, think Titans would
1: be the one to do. All right. Question three. Okay. So, obviously, this year of 2020 and uh, global pandemic happening, COVID, things are a little different. And I would say it's safe to say we normally enjoy playing in front of our fans at home. And um, that gives us sometimes that energy that we need. Do you think the no fans at home has affected our play? Or do you think that's irrelevant?
0: I'll start out with this one because I, I think it's it's absolutely yes. Uh, fans have impacted the uh, the outcomes games. It's funny I say impacted because affected, effected. Like it's more grammar wise than... They told you in English you would always go to impacted because you don't want to have to spell it wrong. Um, But when you're talking about it, it doesn't really matter. Anyways.
2: Cause an effect. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. The lack of fans has impacted the results of football games. Now, I will say that I think Minnesota... Is a team that would benefit from that, right? Because we've we, we've played at Seattle. That well, I,
2: I would be like I don't think Seattle is as close as it is if fans are present. No. I also don't think that Tennessee Titans beat
0: us if but, fans are present. But I would flip the other side, and I think that like uh, Tennessee, that that game might be a win, right? Because that's at home. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I think you know it's kind of as with everything when when it's applied across the board, like it balances. We're, we're balancing out. Um, I think in a perfect world, if Minnesota was a little bit better, just if Cousins was playing a little bit better, um, there are teams absolutely. Like, I look at Aaron Rodgers, and I thought that, and I hate to come back to that Tampa Bay game last week, but I thought they were going to go down in Tampa Bay, and when they won that football game, that was going to kind of be the stamp of, of, okay, this team is here to play, and with no fans, how are you going to stop us? Well, then Tampa Bay blows them out 38-10, to 10, you know, and, and that's the NFL for you. But mm. I, I think that, yes, the fans have absolutely impacted the game, um, but most likely you're going to see a return on – it's it's so two-sided that, you know, it, it just it doesn't make that big of a difference. I wish it w- – I, I had optimism that we were going to benefit from it, but clearly, clearly we haven't. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, if you look at it. It's like if you win at Seattle, clearly you benefited from it. But some of the losses you have, like Tennessee Titans at home, you probably detrimented from it. So I, I think I'm with you on that. It's it's it's, it's roughly fifty-fifty, and it's gonna it's gonna depend on how some of these restrictions get changed yeah. towards the end of the year here, and if they do, um, to kind of see how that full effect turns out. But um, I right know it's just basically go out and play and and deal with the stimulated crowd noise that they have going on, which is uh, probably not as menacing as as some of these stadiums can produce.
1: Okay. Alright, so my last question, um, and I'm pretty excited to see what your answer will be, or how you go about this. So channel your inner Bud Grant here. Uh, If you could go into the Vikings locker room before the next game, what would your speech be to the team?
0: Oh, boy, you have me go first again. You want me to go? <laughs> if you're ready, I'd love to have you go first. Well, let's So, see so let's so, clarify. Tired. Let's clarify. Let's clarify. We're at Green Bay. Packers are. We're at yeah, Green Bay.
1: Yeah, you're at Green Bay. What are you going to tell your team? Let's Their go. time
2: is over. It's done. This is your time. Great moments are born of great opportunity. That's what you have here tonight, boys.
0: Now okay. go on and win it. I don't think much more than that. Wow! Well, yeah. You're going to hurt books. We're getting axles. I know, know. that <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that movie. I think, for me, in essence, I'm channeling what you just did and you look at this team and how young they are. And you talk about the veterans that are hurt and out. Mm-hmm. And so... I look at the coaching staff. I look at the veterans to look to the Dancers, the Gladneys, the Jeffersons, the even the Bradburys, the um, O'Neals. Those younger players that are saying, "Listen, you're getting shit on all over national media right now. You're you you just lost to a team that hadn't won a football game. You 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 are considered one of the worst teams in the league right now. They're they're telling you you're going to compete for Lawrence. You're you know, you are this, and and you as a football player go, well, listen, we almost won at Seattle, we almost beat Tennessee, two teams that are undefeated, right, you 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 as a football player going no, we should be three and two we should have, you know we're not that bad, and I think that you try to build on that so, I would approach it as saying, listen yeah, you know what, honestly guys like, hey, let's just go out there and run through the motions, like you know, eight more games to go. We might as well get it done, right? You guys don't care if you're going to win or not, Mike. Right? You rookies, you're you're used to you know losing. I I think I try to motivate them that way and just uh, spark the fire that way. Um, I, I think there are there are players on this team that are capable of playing at a real high level. Dancer Gladney, here you mentioned Harris. I don't think Harris has played as bad as you said, and I know the question is whatever. you got to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this team is going to surprise in a couple games this year, and I hope to God that at Green Bay is one of them.
2: I think if you go out there at Green Bay, and you steal a win from Green Bay, even if you do nothing else all year.
0: Oh, it's says – I told you, and, and I mean it's stupid, Green Bay, blah, 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 whatever, but guess what? If Minnesota, if Minnesota fans had to pick a game you had to win the rest of the year, you're going to go one, let's say you're going to go one and, what is it, one and nine, whatever it is, you're going to want to win this game.
2: I, I think if you rank it, it's at Green Bay, and Dallas is up there. No, New da- is up nobody there. cares what Dallas. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, There's some, no some you got Andy Dalton, that
0: quarterback, for Christ's sake.
2: In this year, you're, you're probably, maybe, maybe New Orleans, but... I think the second-ranking one is probably Tampa Bay.
0: I think it'd be New Orleans. I think the hatred because of...
2: I mean, yeah, but I mean, New Orleans is not doing that great anyway, but Tampa Bay is like, you can beat Tom Brady. Yeah,
0: I mean, those three are the top. But uh, the, no, they clear one. caught it. Yeah. And, I, and I think at Chicago, too, you know, whatever. It is what it is. All right, well, uh, any other questions over there, beautiful host? uh,
1: No, that is it, and thanks for having me on the podcast, Skull Vikes, and yeah, my pick would be if I had to pick a game, let's beat Green Bay.
0: I would agree. Uh, We actually have a fun show next week, so it'll be a continuation almost of the buzz because we will absolutely be drinking as we have multiple Green Bay guests coming in studio for the show, so... Uh, It'll be exciting because that show is always uh, We always get a lot of Listenership when we we get the Green Bay Back and forth Mm -hmm. and and they're fun Uh, We have one that's a super homer And one that's a little bit more of a realist Sort of like our show in typical times Um, Although this year Things are weird, I don't know Uh, 2020 man Yeah, 2020
2: Yeah.
0: But this was Bi-Week Buzz Um, I am incapable of driving After a couple 9% beers A four finger of scotch
2: Oh, I tell you what, I I need I need to, to use the facilities, <laughs> um, and I too also am very incapable of driving. Um, so, good reminder to uh, make sure you tip your waitress whenever you can go out oh, safely. Oh, tip your waitress twenty percent.
0: Um, and listen, if you're going out in COVID, yeah, tip your waitress twenty percent minimum, if not more. How do you do that? Move the desk place over and double it. Good good advice. Good yeah. Advice.
2: This, it, it's not that hard. Okay. You know what really
0: grinds my gears? People that pull out a calculator to calculate the tip.
2: Well, here, here's, aka here's, my wife. Here's here's the other thing. If, if, if you can't afford the tip, you really can't afford to go out. I'm with you. So I'm with
0: you on that. You know what? I'm willing to lose the, the four followers we just lost. Probably three.
2: It could
0: be
2: three. Anyway, um, that's my week bus, Mike. I, God. Sometimes I have.
0: Maybe not. Maybe we go nine and two. What is no? What, yeah, nine. No, eight and two. What if we went eight and two? You'd lose your mind,
2: Mike. If we end up nine and seven in the seventh seed, I swear to God, I will. I, I will buy you.
0: Can you imagine? hundred dollar bottle scotch. Can you imagine if we went eight and two and we were going at Seattle? You'd be losing your mind. Be like, we should have won already the first time there,
2: Mike. If that actually happens, I will buy you two hundred dollar bottle scotch and. I will predict the Vikings to win that game.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go, boys. Skull.
2: So that's that's it. That's gonna do it for this podcast. All oh, one hour twenty five minutes of it by the time we're oh, done. Oh so God! The and saying we're gonna get skull in trouble. Likes, skull.